0: Hey, everybody. Tom Chantal, I want to welcome you to once again, another week of Profit Strategies. Glad to have you here. Now, typically, uh, I have Chris Johnson sitting in with me, but uh, Chris couldn't make it. So I have a fantastic substitute. Uh, We'll we'll talk about him in just a second here. Uh, But once again, guys, we do these podcasts weekly. Uh, I want to also let you know, for those of you that asked, they are available on Spotify now. So you don't have to get it just uh, on the YouTube channel that you might be uh, uh, watching it or listening to it on. Uh, We also offer these on Spotify. Glad to have you here. What another week. This was a very interesting one where when I look at what's going on in the markets, I mean, the S&P, for instance, trying its best to get back up there and get ahead of the Monday meltdown that happened uh, last week, not not last Monday, the Monday before that, with the announce of uh, vaccines. And I'll get to that in a second. But the big news this week was not stocks, All right, It wasn't the bond market, even though the bond market's kind of been making those higher, those lower highs, lower lows. It's done a little recovery this week on its own. It's not the U.S. dollar, which has been collapsing. And what I mean by collapsing is, is it? it's down near its lows of the year since the highs that we saw uh, the U.S. dollar put in back in March, is it's just been a, a literal sell-off. Um, not the oil markets. You know, oil markets, we've been talking about uh, being in more of a bearish seasonal trend. They have kicked up because everything's going to kick up if the U.S. dollar goes down. And it's not gold that I'm talking about because gold's really kind of flirting with support levels right now. I mean, it is down on support uh, if you look at gold prices and look at GLD. No. What I'm talking about is cryptocurrency and more importantly, Bitcoin, which reached and got above the 18,000 levels. And here's the interesting thing. For the most part, it's been holding that. So what once was a resistance is now trying to base as a support. All right. So um, you've got. Uh, Cryptocurrencies, microcurrencies are just killing it, too. There are certain microcurrencies that were up in a 24-hour period of 25% uh, or so. Just absolutely crazy. But a lot of this hinges upon the uncertainty we're going into uh, in terms of the election, which, uh, depending on which candidate you talk to, they said they won it. Uh, I think that we'll get some more clarity as we head into and out of the Thanksgiving holiday. And more importantly, as we head into December. But a lot of this is also hinging upon new numbers that are coming out with uh, higher and higher coronavirus cases. We hit the quarter million mark this week on number of deaths. Um, And what is concerning, which is pushing its weight on the market, is isn't so much that hospitals are getting uh, bombarded uh, with with new cases and ICU rooms are filling up. What's concerning the markets is whether or not we're going to get a new round of stimulus. And it sounds to me like the stimulus uh, checks are not going to go out until next year, if they do. But the Fed has the ability to continue to push and inject liquidity in the system, and that is is what's causing the U.S. dollar to go down, and that's what's causing uncertainty. <coughs> and really, the big thing that's happening is you've got uh, alt-currencies, alt these these cryptocurrencies, micro-currencies that have been moving higher on this news. Now, again, this is all based on, uh, really, the big thing is what's going on with, uh, with coronavirus. We've had uh, Pfizer and Moderna, they've released their COVID-19 news, all right, and how well their uh, their their vaccine efficacy rates are going, and now both are hitting close to the ninety five percent efficacy rate. And so this is this is actually some great news, which is really helping keep them helping to keep the markets higher because the stock market is not about today. You know that it's always about the prediction of tomorrow. And so I wrote an article. This is what I want to talk about today on our podcast. Is I wrote an article. Uh, earlier this week on rising sectors to put you ahead of the crowd before 2021. And before 2021 means right now. Um, The guy who was instrumental in helping me put this article together is with me on the podcast today. So please, everyone, put your hands together because I know we can hear you through the podcast. Welcome, Mike Wade. Mike.
1: All right, Tom. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, if there's anybody that I can have in, Sub and Chris, it's absolutely you. Um, And, and, you know, you do a lot with me um, with uh, education, publications, et cetera. But you put a lot of information together on these uh, these uh, sectors. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, tell me, are all these sectors moving higher right now or are they dumping or is it a bit of both? What's going on?
1: All of the ones that we put in the article are all rising right now. And there's really two main categories. There's the sectors, Tom, that have taken it on the chin like the rest of the market did in, in the Q1, Q2, uh, like energy and airlines and financials, hospitality, anything travel related. Those stocks tanked and went sideways pretty much as the rest of the market recovered. So so those three sec- three sectors in particular, energy, airlines and financials, um, have yet to recover and are already starting to move up with this news from Moderna and Pfizer. So I think those are three areas to start to look at. Uh, we can try. Perfect.
0: Yeah. yeah we Absolutely. Can- perfect. So let's start, Mike, let's start with energy, you know, because the energy sector has just gotten pummeled this year. You've got, uh, you know, the, the supply. Uh, I wouldn't say the supply has been rising a lot in oil. But the demand certainly isn't helping uh, alleviate that supply with, uh, you know, with now we've got more potential lockdowns coming. Mm -hmm. Uh, People in certain counties, in certain cities, in certain states are um, are imposing their own version of lockdowns. You know, who says the mask works? Who says the mask doesn't work? Uh, It just doesn't. It looks like we're going into, um, as they used to say uh, on Game of Thrones, Winter is coming and they weren't talking about the weather. <laughs> right, that's right. So talk, let's talk about energy. Uh, wh- what do you see happening in, in the energy sector? What do you like?
1: Well, I like, first off, there's, there's a way to trade. The article was really focused around the sectors that we could actually trade with an ETF. All right, so right. energy is one. XLE is the uh, spider, sector spider ETF for energy. And XLE is down 40% year to date. Whereas most of the market is setting new highs, most of the sectors are doing pretty well along with the market. Energy was down forty percent year to date. So talk about pent up demand. Once uh, once people um, come out of lockdown and COVID gets arrested, we can expect XLE as the ETF itself to return to higher heights. So I'm looking at least a forty percent rise over the next handful of months, and it's it's already risen in the last couple of weeks with especially with the news from Moderna and
0: Pfizer. Yeah, I'm looking at a chart right now. So um, at the beginning of the month, XLE was trading below 28. And just in the last couple of weeks, it hit a high of nearly 37. So I mean, that's already a, a good 40%. Am I right? 30, 40% bounce off the bottom.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's happening on volume as well, Tom. If you look at a volume chart underneath, you can see the volume was really way above average signaling that, that the, the investment community is, is back into oil. So there's a there's a couple of performers that are that are really a couple of oil companies that are doing better than the others, and Baker Hughes is one of them. Devon Energy, both of those two stocks are really really um, already just taken off. BKR is Baker uh, Baker Hughes, and BVN is uh, Devon. So. Right. Those right, right, and, and if, I like. if
0: I could just let me go back to XLE for a moment, so that I can tell the listeners um, that that and you said it once, but I want to reiterate it. So XLE is an is a like an ETF. All right, so it's a basket of energies. Uh, XLE was down forty percent year. You know, it, it, it as of the article we just that that you helped me put together down about forty percent year to date. But that wasn't the lows for the year. The lows for the year took this thing down in the low twenties and that was back during uh, the COVID crisis in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, so although we didn't get down to those levels, we were certainly close about uh, you know a little bit less than a month ago before having that big pop. Now, what I see uh, for those of you that can't see this, I'm going to tell you what I see is we're sitting on an area of uh, support right now or resistance right now. If we can get above and close above that 36 area, and we're very close to it right now, then I do see XLE running up into the mid-40s. So that's a great number to aspire to, um, not only for the energy sector, but for it as an investor as a whole. Um, So, you know, and you could look at options, you could look at uh, different call strategies, call spread strategies. Maybe if you really like the sector, instead of buying the stock, you could sell the puts. Uh, Right there, around that, that at the you know where the stock is right now, and look to possibly acquire the stock at a lower price. Uh, These are all viable strategies to do. Um, But XLE is definitely very liquid. I've traded it on numerous times, and so you know uh, of the of the three, it probably has the best liquidity, just simply because it's something that's out there that everybody in the energy markets know about.
1: Tom, I would would tell my mother to buy XLE. I think this. (laughs) <laughs> this is one of the best probability trades going right now?
0: I, I would tell my mother-in-law to buy it, but she probably wouldn't understand half of what I said. Um, se- se- seemingly as she's Italian. Um, <laughs> let's uh let's move on to another sector, Mike. That that uh, we talked about. And what do you want to you want to pick up? Healthcare.
1: We, healthcare, yeah. We could, let's talk about healthcare. Obviously, Pfizer and Moderna, once the vaccines are in circulation, well, it's already start, they're already starting to rise. They're quite volatile, though, the, at the moment. But the whole healthcare sector, uh, the symbol for the, X, the sector spider for healthcare is XLV as in Victor. And that just hit an all-time high last week. On the, actually, on the Pfizer news, the sector hit an all-time high right around 114, uh, and 41 cents. So so right up around 115 has pulled back a little bit, but we can expect this sector to rise, especially as the vaccine becomes available. And think about the uh, the administration of the vaccine, other health companies that are going to ride the ride. There's a pent-up demand for 7.4 billion people to uh, grab this virus. So I, I just see it as a really strong sector. And having just set an all-time high, is, it's testimony to there's more upside, in my opinion, anyway.
0: Right, right, and you know what? I'm I'm not going disag- to disagree with you on one thing. I mean, when that information came out on the 9th of November, I believe that was when we first heard about the um, the, the vaccine. That was Monday the 9th. uh You know, it was it was. I remember it was seven a.m. I remember um, uh, looking at the markets, and all of a sudden we had this huge jump in the futures markets before the stock market opened. Um, it was uh, – we haven't hit the high since then. I mean, it happened with Pfizer. It happened with um, – and it's happened with XLV too. XLV hit a high on Monday, November 9th at 114 and is traded back down below 110. Uh, it's possible, you know, when I look at um, at uh, Fibonacci ratios, kind of get, an, get a read of where where the, the, um, the, the retracement may be. I mean, we're hitting retracement lows right now, but we could go down – you know, around the 106, 107 area and tag that before we start to buy the news because it's been buy the rumor, sell the news. But the news, as you say, is still yet to come out. And I do believe in the long run, this is going to just do nothing but benefit the healthcare sector as a whole.
1: Absolutely. I totally, I totally am with you a hundred percent. You know, so one way, Tom, you, you can trade the sector itself with these ETFs we're talking about, but you can also look for the, the leaders of the sector. That's another um, sort of approach to maximize your your return. So there's the sector and then there's the leaders of the sector, and those tend to outperform a well-performing sector. So there's there's plenty of good stocks out there. Align Technology is one that I like. Uh, Davida as well are two that have, um, have already started to really uh, take off to the upside. So XLV, Align uh, DeVita, all good, all good healthcare plays between now and the end awesome. of the year, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's, there is a, uh, you know, and when we first talked about energy, energy is one of those, how low can you go sectors? Uh, and then we jumped to healthcare, which is by the high because that's what healthcare has been doing. So let's, let's go back to a really crappy sector. And let's talk about airlines, uh, you know, and airlines are part of the travel sector. But um, when when we put this article together, we wanted to get out of just travel and, and focus specifically in in subsectors uh, when it came to travel. So uh, airlines, you know, I mean, just we saw I mean, last year, you know, when you're flying, whether you're flying up front or whether you're flying in the back. I mean, even domestic travel here in the U.S. Let's not kid ourselves. That's just one notch up from coach, all right. If you really want to experience great air travel, you got to get on a on a, on a flight like Singapore Airlines, um, uh, and there there are several other ones out there. Yeah, I think uh, some of the Middle East are fantastic, uh, you know, and and you'll see what it really is like. Uh, you know, they have they're almost some of them have apartments in the sky. But now let's talk about the U.S. for a moment. <laughs> the U.S. does not have an apartment in the sky unless your apartment is a studio in Manhattan. That would qualify uh, in first class. But, um, but, but think about this. No one had any trouble, you know, other than the inconvenience of sitting in the middle seat uh, back in coach. Uh, I've had to do it. You know, that I still do sometimes. Well, I not now, but I did sometimes because if you wanted to get somewhere fast, sometimes you just had to take whatever seat was available. That is not the case this year. In fact, um, Mike, our our programmer, John, uh, who you know very well, I saw him. This guy loves to cruise. He was on a cruise when the whole COVID thing went down and his ship was forced to turn around and come back. And then he got on one of the only flights that was available. But he and his wife were the only two on the entire aircraft, along with um, the flight attendants and the pilots. And, And, you know, that picture was quite interesting because... He and his wife could spread out anywhere on the plane. But you know what I saw? (laughs) I saw the demise of the airline industry with that one picture. Uh, And we saw that happen and unfold. But, you know, you've done some, some, uh, some great research here. And what's been happening with the airline index and some of the airlines themselves recently?
1: Yeah, good question. So so I'm going to speak from the ETF, the, the XAL. It says the airline, American Express Airline Index, and it, its high of the year was um, 113.78. It crashed by March the 18th. Within less than about a month, it crashed all the way down to 33, 113 down to 33, made a run up to, to 75 which is about half of, it recovered almost half of it. And that was in June and has since just gone sideways. It's been flat. And, and when, uh, when Pfizer came out with their news on 11.9, the ETF gapped up. We got a, what's called a golden cross on the 50, 200-day average. And right now, Tom, it's, it's at 75, which was the high that we had in June on June the 8th. And we, get a, we close above 75. I think we're going to see a big run in, in airlines, XAL looks really good above 75.
0: I'm looking at that. And and Mike, I want to let all of our listeners know that are option traders that XAL does not offer options. So in the case of how do you want to play this as an option trader, what do you suggest?
1: Well, I would, I would pick a couple of the leaders in the airline in, industry. And obviously Delta should be on the top of most people's list. It's one of the healthier airlines. It's international. Um, DAL is the symbol Delta, similar pattern to the XAL, is actually above the, the high that it was uh, back in June. So this thing's already broken its uh, recent resistance level. So I like Delta, Tom, and, and on, on the domestic front, Southwest Airlines is one of the healthiest dom- domestic airlines that we have. and it is, you know, uh, It's
0: amazing. If you look at Delta, and I'm looking at a 100-day chart on Delta, and I know that unless you're in front of a computer, uh, for those of you that are listening – uh, you can't see this, but if you look at just a 100-day chart, that takes you back to July. This thing looks like it's in an uptrend. <laughs> it literally, the lows are in July and August. The highs are what we see right now. But you got to go back 200, say 250 days, to see what happened if you just really had your head under a rock for this year and not and not know because Delta was once a 60-plus dollar stock that dropped all the way down below 20 before rebounding. And what's interesting is now we're at the 30, you know, we're in the high thirties now. All right. So we're in a crucial area. Uh, We are now above a lot of support and there's no resistance on Delta. Mm -hmm. This is technically, I'm not talking fundamentals, but technically there is no resistance until you get to the high fifties. That's what, that's what I see. That's what Mike sees. You know that's part of what what went into this article um, as to what we see the airline sector is doing. Yeah. So, um, so Mike, that puts us into uh, number four of five sectors to look at, and uh, we want to look at microchips and the chip sector. You know, the chip sector has actually been really strong this year. Uh, you know, you've got some some. Everyone thought, well, COVID's going to going to kill it along with everybody else, but the work from home. Uh, stay at home work from home uh peace has really pushed the chip sector on fire and even the US China trade war that really just hasn't stopped it so um talk a little bit about the chip sector and and what you like about it and then you know what, you, what how we could trade it
1: yeah good question so the chip sector has risen in the face of the US China uh, trade war that's been going on right um and and what what's expected is with Biden as president which looks like it's a good chance that's you know who knows what's going to happen but if biden does ultimately become the president uh it's expected that he'll loosen the the um the grip on china a little bit and and that will allow the tariffs to uh to drop the cost of business drop with all the chip manufacturers and those that are using chips here in the in the u.s like apple computer um and we're expecting there to be an influx of um of money going into the chip sector with um with a Democratic president, so that's yeah, that. And, and a side step a sidestep,
0: a sidestep too, Mike. Apple is one of those stocks that's also going to benefit uh, from what we call the holiday buy. Uh, you know, we're going into we're we're going into the holiday season. The holiday season typically, people think of Black Friday as the time to start uh, trading the holidays, but um, the data, recent data that I have, suggests that that pattern is starting now. It has not. It's not waiting until next Friday. It's, you know, everything's shifting forward because of Amazon and because of online shopping. And Apple is one of those companies that seems to benefit. You know, they just came out with iPhone 5. um, I I call it iPhone 5. I don't know why I keep calling it that. It's the iPhone 12 with the 5G. But more importantly, last week, they just started the pre-orders on the iPhone 12 Max, uh, the, the Pro Max, which is where... I believe they're going to sell more of the pro max than they will the pro because it's got a larger screen. And I know of many females in my family (laughs) that have pre-ordered that iPhone 12 max because bigger is better. You know, they don't store these things in their pockets like you and I do. They stick in their purse. And I don't have a pocket big enough for that iPhone 12. And if I did and I sat on it, I'd probably order another one, but look at, Apple as not only uh, a benefactor from the chip sector, but also a benefactor from the upcoming holiday season, which brings us to our last sector of the five.
1: And uh, Mike, do you want to usher it in? I will usher it in. And it's financials. Financials has been one depressed sector since the, uh, the, the virus tanked the market. It's, it's similar to energy. It's been going flat it's been flat since it's recovered about half of what it lost. But that all changed on November the 9th when Pfizer came out with their news and the stock gapped up. The the stock I'm referring to, Tom, is the XLF. This is the financial a Sector Spider financial ETF, and it gapped up. Now, why would the financials gap up? Well, think of it. Stimulus package seems um, uh, destined for us in the early part of the year. Uh, cost of money is, is, is um, low with low interest rates forecasted for at least a year or two into the future. So it just looks like we're just gonna have a really um, healthy financial sector. It's gonna to start to recover more loans for banks, et cetera, more people using credit cards. So um, that particular sector has, um, it, was, it was channeling until November 9th. And then after the news, it's gapped up above previous resistance. And it, it looks to me, Tom, like there's um, it's all, all full steam ahead to the upside. It's looking good right now. It's trading at twenty seven or so, and the recent high was uh, the all time high was thirty one. So we're heading back in that direction. With I mean, you, you know, what, something
0: else is interesting about the financials too is that you know what's what's hurting the financials right now. What's the one thing that could keep it down would be the U.S. dollar. If the U.S. dollar to drop, but there's some there's some uh, some traders out there that think the U.S. dollar is now undervalued, and if we get a kick up in the U.S. in the U.S. dollar, that would hurt the overall stock market. But I think it would be a benefit to financials, especially banks and brokers, which um, tend to do well with a, a higher interest rate.
1: So right. So there's a lot out there, Tom. It's uh, it's a good time to be trading. It's uh, all of these, each of these five sectors looks exceptionally strong um, to the end of the year, and also 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 into next year.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And, and you know, I, I mean, this this couldn't have come at a better time because many of these sectors, uh, you know, and stocks within these sectors are going to benefit from the uh, potential holiday bump uh, that we're going to be uh, uh, seeing as well. And so, uh, Mike, hey, thanks for joining me on this program. I'm, I'm glad to have you come on in. We're going to have to have you back again sometime soon.
1: Uh, I would love to. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it.
0: Awesome. Uh, and that was uh, Mike Wade. He is uh, chief technical strategist uh, over here uh, with me and uh, love having him on here as we as as he is very instrumental in putting a lot of data together for me uh, and just uh, does so much. Uh, you know, uh, love having him on the pro- program. He's also instrumental in our education uh, that we that we offer as well. So, guys, I want to thank you for being this uh, with me this week for our Profit Strategies Weekly Podcast. Again, uh, like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, we're now uh, podcasting and streaming on Spotify. So you can check that out. Go to Spotify.com and you can download the podcast and have it ready to go for you each and every week. We're probably going to be doing an early edition of this next week as we're heading into the Thanksgiving Day week. So um, look for our podcast to come out, our next week's podcast to come out a bit early. All right, till then, have a great rest of your week, weekend, and otherwise, and we'll see you next week. Bye now.